0: Welcome to Cozy Clicks Podcast. This week, we share our stories of when we almost got kidnapped. Grab some snacks and some refreshments. We've got a thriller episode to share. Please keep in mind that these stories are based on true events. Hi, Ashley. How have you been?
1: Hi, Lizzie. Doing great
0: as usual. How are you? I'm doing well. It's a little rainy today, but um, I'm that kind of gal that loves rainy days.
1: I love rainy days as I stare at you right in the eye. <laughs> I also love rainy days. We don't get much of them here in the Bay Area, but they are always nice to have. And as you mentioned, it's a perfect day for like snuggling and cozy weather, snuggle with your blanket on mm-hmm. the couch, or you can run around doing errands like me because I'm a psychopath. Oh, no. You got to do what you
0: got to do. All right. So I know there's been a lot of buzz going on the last few days. I think you've got something to share. And um, for those who love to hear TS or Taylor Swift updates, um, here you go. What do you got for us, Ashley?
1: Taylor Swift update number one, her chiefs, just kidding, everybody. (laughs) The Kansas City Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl, which Means that Taylor might be going to the Super Bowl, and I say might. Why, Lizzie?
0: Well, she might be on the other side of the world.
1: That's sounds like it's pretty far. Where is she going to be?
0: She's going to be in Japan.
1: Can you guys believe it? And also, do you guys think that she will be there? (laughs) Do you Do you think she's going to be there, Lizzie?
0: Yeah, (laughs) you guys can't see my excitement, but I feel like she'll make it. I don't know how excited.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, there was actually somebody on TikTok who was so invested enough to actually look at flight <gasps> hours. What, yes, yeah, so they looked at flight hours and they looked at time differences. Yeah, so they said that it is possible for her to make it on time to the Super Bowl with like the time differences. Yes, that's what I was thinking. I think she's gonna be there. I think she's gonna be there. I don't think that she would miss it. We love Taylor Swift, just absolutely love her, as you guys may or may not know. I basically feel like I'm her friend, and I'm not gonna lump listening <laughs> to that category because, again, I sound like a psychopath.
0: No, I, I, I am that person that's like, ah, don't, don't get too attached. To a parasocial, and then here's me and Ashley like, oh, but well, we love her, that we love her, like she's our friend, as if we're like besties with her mom and dad or something.
1: I know, love you, Taylor girl, love her. Um, but I. I'm gonna have to root for our home team, which is the San Francisco 49ers. Okay, that makes sense though. Either way, somebody's gonna come out with a win and we'll just have to see how that goes. But I am excited. All the more exciting. Who knew it was gonna be our home team versus Kansas City Chiefs? I mean, they did win last year, they right? did win last year. What some people may not know is in 2019, they actually went to the Super Bowl with the 49ers. So it's Kansas City and the 49ers and the 49ers lost. So it's kind of like... Interesting. We'll see what happens. And yeah, we'll see what happens. It's going to be exciting. It will be. Neither of us are like huge football fans. So don't get mad at us if anything that we said isn't correct, we do not want to be prosecuted in the court of law. So
0: we do not. And remember, this is a cozy space. If you have feedback, please deliver it to us with, with empathy and kindness.
1: With kindness, please. Or I'll cry. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, so yeah, that's really exciting. Even though it's not going to be here, it, mm-hmm. they will play in Las Vegas. So if you guys live in Las Vegas, sounds like there's going to be a lot of hustle and bustle over there in the upcoming weeks. It might be more people than usual in your city that
0: should be good. I know you um any las vegas um locals are there now i know it's been already really busy with the f1 being built there's like that huge um globe like digital globe that's there that's drawing more attention so um and the a's are going over there oh right right so oh my gosh like there's just more and more the coming n- over the there
1: Niners, sorry the raiders like their None stadium was built mm-hmm. we actually visited vegas before that stadium oh, right. was built oh we did and we stayed in like nearby we did so we were able to to see the stadium being built that's
0: crazy to think back on yeah we did we
1: stayed at luxor right luxor and it was fine for us so if anybody has negative feedback i know there's like oh my gosh so many people on tiktok that have a lot of opinions about Vegas hotels. Like these ones that never stay at these ones stay at. And I'm pretty sure people say never stay at the Luxor. I'm going to, I was about to laugh because I'm,
0: that's crazy. Cause I, there's only one I usually hear about only one circus circus. Yes.
1: Yeah. Circus circus is, eh. I mean, I think it has that whole, it has that mm, whole
0: like a family. novelty. No. Uh, yeah, no, I would say so because circus, you know, the circus, I think at one point, like they did have that kind of like entertainment, like back when I was a kid, and by the way this is me going to a circus circus hotel like in reno nevada um i know like the slower pace kind of Las vegas but it was so cute to see like this actual circus show as a kid um, but in today's world i don't know if they actually have it now because i know they kind of shut that down after COVID. Yeah.
1: we did visit the circus circus when we were in vegas a few we years did. ago and we they have were... like it was cute inside it was cute. Um, i can't say about the rooms because i never stayed there but it was cute inside to visit as yeah like a couple hours or yeah, something like that I would say so um i will say about the luxor this is my opinion and my perception
0: <laughs> what do you have to say say it, say it to <laughs> tell it, it tell it to the las vegas folks that are listening
1: it was my perception <laughs> gonna laugh again it was my perception
0: she can't even see it with a straight face she's like literally throwing her head back she can't even (laughs) hold it
1: it was my perception (laughs) that our elevator by the way
0: this is like the third attempt now it was
1: it was it was my perception that the elevator swayed when we're going down now i don't know if that was on purpose
0: or that doesn't even sound like to code (laughs) there's gonna be an osha violation
1: i'm just saying it was it was my perception and it was my it was my opinion <laughs> that the elevator swayed from side to side as we were going down. Do you remember that
0: I did it until now? And that actually sounds terrifying to remember. I think I probably blocked it out of my memory because it, it was scary. It kind of like
1: swayed like a little bit going down. Like I think you just re-unlocked my memory. I'm like, oh my God. you're right. This is just my <laughs> perception. And it's if it, that doesn't happen to you, then... There's something wrong with my perception. So hopefully they fixed it. I, I know I definitely sway. Now that I I think about it, it kind of reminded me of like you know those New York skyscrapers that they purposely sway with like the wind. They purposely yeah sway. They do. no no no. It, but it makes it sound
0: like someone's like oh I'm gonna personally push this. No, but you're right. They are built to like to sway uh, to, to sway because of the wind. It's right. Kind
1: of like what it reminds me of when we're going down. Oh yeah down the yeah. elevator. But yeah, but not a bad stay overall. Yeah, it was good. If you are in the area and it's still open because this was before COVID that we went, we Mm -hmm. recommend the Wicked Spoon. I like, yeah, I like the Wicked Spoon. That was so good. And I dream about that (laughs) yearly. (laughs) I just miss buffets. Yeah. And on a side note, when we're talking about buffets, I know this is completely off topic. But can I just like put a petition in for Sweet Tomatoes to come back? Oh, yeah. I freaking love Sweet Tomatoes, the buffet, salad bar, whatever you want to call it. And I miss it so much. And if you're listening to our podcast, just know that there's people who miss you and would love to have you back. Love to have it back.
0: Actually, for those who may not be familiar with the concept of Sweet Tomatoes, don't, don't even know what it is. What is it exactly? And what did you like about it?
1: So Sweet Tomatoes, it's like a buffet. But it's more like a lunch buffet with like a salad bar. So it's endless soups and salads. But they had a whole bunch of other stuff like baked goods and pizza slices, like handmade pizza slices, um, chili soups. Mm. Um, They had desserts and breads. Like it was just like a go-to lunch place.
0: I did like it. I like the endless beverages that you could get
1: to like the lemonades. That's what it was good. Endless beverages. And they had cute little cards that said, mm-hmm. um, I think you can save your table when you flip the card and it would say, I'll be ripe back. Oh, that's cute. And then I forget what it said on the other side. Oh, so sad. Gosh.
0: Okay. Ashley, tell us now, this is what's back in the debate back in the day before they closed down. What was like the rough estimate pricing? I want to say it was like $15
1: or so. I I think that's how much it was. So like within $15, it was not bad. And they always had like coupons and stuff. Now I'm not saying if they come back, they'll have coupons. Who knows? In this economy. In this economy. In this economy. But I do miss you, Sweet Tomatoes, if you're listening. Oh, yeah. Literally the perfect place to have lunch really quick. So those are our weekly check-ins. Lizzie, did you have anything that you wanted to add?
0: No, I was really excited about the Taylor Swift stuff.
1: (laughs) I know, I'm also really excited. We will keep you updated. I'm sure that we will find out together whether she's there or not because the Super Bowl is in two weeks. Two weeks, it's coming up fast. It's coming up fast. I think it's on February 11th. Yes, February 11th. Sunday. So if you are our listener and you're maybe not from the U.S. and you are catching up or keeping up with football and you happen to want to root for our home team you're more than welcome to because kansas city chiefs have plenty of people rooting for them so i feel like we can use all the good vibes that we can
0: all the good vibes they didn't win against the chiefs
1: um, back in 2019 so might be an opportunity this year the majority of swifties will be rooting for the kansas city chiefs and that's fine oh and can i just say I'm very upset by one thing. <gasps> what is that? I'm very upset by one thing. I saw this video of Taylor leaving um, the last game that she was at. Did you see with the I lady? Did. That the lady was like, Taylor, Taylor. And Taylor Swift was like so happy to turn around and say hi, you know, because she's so nice to her fans, yeah. right? So she turned around and she's like, hi. And then that lady was just like, you're ruining football, Taylor. It's like, no, 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 no. The only thing ruining football is y'all's attitude. I was thinking the
0: same thing. I was like, usually things don't bother a person unless they let them bother you, right? Usually if something is a slight annoyance, you kind of roll it off. You're like, oh, it's no big deal. It doesn't really, it doesn't really impact me, affect me. But once you let things
1: in to bother you, then that's an issue. Exactly. You're giving her more time than you want her to have because you're bringing her up all the time because you're mad, but it's fine. Like she's not interfering with anything that you're doing. You can still watch the game. If they played her on the screen, it's for like 10 seconds. You can still totally enjoy your game without worrying about Taylor Swift. And she has the right to be there because like her boyfriend plays. And even if he wasn't her boyfriend, she still has the right to be there just as you have the right to be there exactly and I, no one was talking about when m&m was at the game nobody was like oh Eminem's here you know because he was rooting for the lions so uh, that's all i'm saying give your girl some grace
0: but yeah. i am glad that Taylor was stood up for herself though
1: did she yeah she's she. like i didn't do anything really <laughs> She did <laughs> the
0: lady's like you're ruining football and then she's like i didn't do anything and then she walks away <laughs>
1: It's true. She didn't do anything. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's like, dude, leave her alone. She's not asking for the publicity. She's just there to support her boyfriend.
1: Exactly. And also on that note, I also love Eminem. So no hate towards Eminem. Like he totally doesn't deserve anyone talking about him either. So moral of the story is mind your business. If you don't like her, go Go on with your day. You don't have to like her.
0: Keep it moving.
1: Keep it moving. On that note... We will jump into our topics of this week, which is
0: how we almost got kidnapped,
1: you know, and we're one of two or each two of two on this podcast, which by the end of this episode, you're going to realize and maybe it's because we live in bigger cities and this has happened in bigger cities. You're going to realize that this is actually like, I think more common than we would like it to be. So stick around towards the end of the episode, and we're going to give you some tips on how to stay safe. Hi, Lizzie. Welcome to the podcast.
0: Hi, I've been here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Of course, I just wanted to introduce your story here. I'd like for you to tell all of us what it is that happened to you, and we'll go from there. Can you please tell us how you almost got kidnapped?
0: I will. Cue the scary music in the background.
1: (laughs) so I'll headline this
0: as my train station stranger story this is when I was going uh, to college at the time to an art school and I was coming home tired and carrying really heavy art supplies in my little uh, satchel bag and it contained I think at least six jars of like paint um, supply tools I just know that if I were to put this bag on a weight scale it's got to be at least like 10 to 15 pounds it was quite heavy And at the time, I was trying to dress cute. So I'm painting a picture for everyone. I was tired coming out of a train station and I was trying to dress cute at the time, like wearing heels, little skirt, cute little top and carrying that 15 pound heavy bag. So there's a picture to to paint for you all. So it was an afternoon like any other for me. The issue is that um, I normally would try to park my car c- as close as possible, but on this particular day, it was just super crowded. So I had to park my car in the back of the train station, and I had to trek about 5 to 10 minutes to get there. So I'm walking out of the train station, and I'm approaching this these train tracks across to, to the other side. The problem is that I usually don't get a weird feeling with strangers around me unless I had a sense that they were following me for a little too long, and it looked it, if it looked like they had no business of going in the same direction as me, meaning if other passengers leaving the train, they usually have a bag, like a work backpack or whatever, and it looks like they had a purpose of leaving the train station and going towards the parking lot. There was an individual walking behind me which was normal and fine. The problem is they had nothing on them. Absolutely nothing on them. They're just walking. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Maybe they're walking to the park. I don't know. Then as I was approaching closer to the parking lot, crossing the train tracks, I noticed that when I was walking, um, this person kept getting a little closer and closer, but they always kept their particular distance from me when they got too close, and how I knew this is by the sound of their footsteps. I'm like, oh, that's weird. And a normal person would just walk by you, they're like, just pass you, no big deal. I'm like, okay, that's weird. Let me make sure that I'm not insane. Let me do a test. So I would change the pace of my walking. So I would speed up a little bit. I'm like, okay, this should add some distances. This should be fine notice that his speed of walking suddenly starts speeding up like me i'm like oh wait that's kind of weird let me really make sure i'm not really insane maybe this is a coincidence i start slowing down it's like okay if i'm slowing down they should pass me and if they pass me then i have nothing to worry about slowed down then to my shock their pace also slowed down then I was like, one more check, so I'm not insane, like one more. So I did a different test where I would walk to the left edge and then to the right edge of the sidewalk to make sure like, okay, if I'm crazy, then I'm crazy. But if I'm not wrong, then I really need to head to my car after this. So I started slowly walking to the left edge of the sidewalk and I noticed that I could hear their footsteps walking to the edge of the sidewalk as well went to the right edge they they followed suit that's when like I got chills on my back thinking oh my god I'm being followed and I'm in heels (laughs) I'm not wearing sneakers so I don't feel like I can get a quick getaway and then I'm also wearing a heavy amount of um, art supplies and and the first thing I was thinking I was like oh my homework if I dump it now what am I gonna do (laughs) (laughs) of course oh my gosh. So. And also the problem was like, they were the only stranger that I was at least hearing or seeing. So I was... super we were like isolated. I, I, yeah, exactly. So I was like, oh my God, if I needed help, there's no one around. I mean, there are cars passing by, but what are the chances of a random car stopping in time and actually helping me? And I was like, oh God, I feel really scared. So as I'm panicking and I'm walking, like trying to devise a plan of, do I run for it? Do I stay? What do I do? I'm... I'm a bit um, flustered at this point because we're getting closer and closer to this parking lot. And by the way, this parking lot is attached to a park that is it's not really like a regular park that people would go to for parties. It's just it's just like a part of the, the city and they have this little beautiful little area. But the problem is that the parking lot is also attached to an empty dirt lot where there's nothing but dirt. So I was thinking, oh my God, something happens to me, my body's gonna end up there. So I'm like, oh my God, what do I do? And I'm panicking in my mind, but thank God, I don't know where this man popped up out of nowhere, but I think he must've been looking for his car, but he was also distracted because when I saw this gentleman, um, a different man, I'll call him the businessman, to not make it confusing. I saw this businessman on his phone, Um, with his business stuff like with his little luggage and he's on the phone he looked pretty distracted because he looked like he was looking for his car but he was more focused on the phone call that man was a godson he didn't even know how much his presence um was needed that day but I was so relieved to see just a regular person that looked like they had a purpose in their day and I was probably really scary to him because I was terrified. So I walked straight up to this man right up close to his shoulder where he was really uncomfortable, where he looked over at me during his phone call, not understanding what was happening. But just his presence brought me so much security and safety that I felt safe that in case something happened, this man could help me in some kind of way, like defend me or like fight off the other person. Um, But anyway, because that man was there, walked right up to him. And I was hoping that his car would be next to mine. And thankfully, it pretty much was. His car was parked right in the middle of the parking lot. And my car was on the opposite side, meaning like he was on the left side, I was on the right side. And his car was about three or five spaces away from mine. I was like, oh, thank God. Bolted for my car, just jumped in and threw all the bags like right in the back. And I locked my car immediately and started my car engine and and I felt safe in my car at that point. I was like, okay, I'm okay now. But I looked through the window to see like where that stranger was. This man walked past my car to the end of the parking lot where the dirt lot was and just stood there. Had no business of following me. Had no purpose of doing anything. He just randomly followed a girl like me all the way to a parking lot. And the scary thing was is that when he got to the end of the parking lot and he heard my car um, turn on, he just he finally turned around and he he looked at me through my window most terrifying thing ever just to know like that man was a predator that day he had no business of doing anything but the moment he saw me he was like okay now i have a purpose now and that was just chilling
1: and that's like i think what they call a crime of opportunity yeah. Like maybe they didn't or maybe they did. Some people have like their mindset on what they want to do when they leave wherever they leave, like their house and they have like a plan. But other times it's like, well, the opportunity presented itself. Like here's this, yeah. this girl and there's like no one around her. And like, it's an easy. I look like, like prey. an easy target. Yet yeah. Yeah. Pray. Exactly. exactly. So who and okay. A couple follow up questions. So our listeners can get a little okay. bit of a a little bit of um, visual here. What time of day would you say it was?
0: Oh, I would say <laughs>
1: I was thinking like this was three o'clock. <laughs> so um, in the afternoon, there
0: was still plenty of daylight out.
1: Okay. So it was like around three o'clock y- yes. you would say. Okay. And another follow-up question and how old were you? Would you say you were?
0: Oh my gosh. I think I was maybe 19 or 20, like super young.
1: Okay. Yeah. Really young. So that's, like what happened to you and uh, and that's like really scary and like I'm sure some of us have had these experiences right yeah. and it's scary to think like oh you know what could have happened if right. that man wasn't there
0: I know right. I I definitely had those thoughts as I was driving home because I was I mean you're like you know your heart's pounding and all the adrenaline's through you but I kept thinking about that strange business <laughs> strange businessman no the the businessman that he definitely went home and was thinking like, what the hell? Why was this girl like so close to me? And then she just like ran off. I wish I could see that man and meet him and just tell him personally, thank you so much for just being there. Like, I know you weren't like exactly uh I don't know what you were doing, but personally I want to thank you because just the presence of another human being was like, it probably saved my life.
1: Which brings up a great point, right? Like, If any of you out there witness anything going on, like I know Crime Junkie Podcast always says, if you see something, say something. Yeah. But also, if any of you out there witness something going on and you feel like, hey, there's this girl that looks like she can be in trouble, if you can just be that presence for her. I've seen so much of people online will see something going on with a girl. Or it could be anybody, but... Mm -hmm going on and then they go up to that person they're like hey like um there you are like i meant to meet you for coffee like like you know kind of like creating a story and then like they'll see this person that's like giving the the person trouble and they're like hey no she's my friend she's with me like who is this and then it gives the other person an opportunity to be like i don't know who this person is right to feel like a sense of security and i feel like so many of us can be that person. If the opportunity presents itself, so don't like push away anybody that looks like they can be in distress. Maybe they really need you. You could have been that man for Lizzie that night.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I have another like random internet story to tell that's similar to what exactly what you said, but I'll hold off on it. I really want to hear your story. How did you almost get kidnapped?
1: Oh my god! As I like think about it, actually, like creates like these memories and these like flashbacks that like. In hindsight, I should have gotten therapy for what I went through, but I didn't. So I'm left with anxiety. <laughs> oh my God. That's um, not worth laughing at. Oh, I'm so I know. Sorry. It's, it's a coping mechanism. Anyways, it's been a while. It's been a while. So this happened to me when I was around 16, maybe 17, like just wow. turned 17. As you guys know, I've said it on this podcast. My first job was Subway. <laughs> oh, so cute. Yeah. And it wasn't very far from where I lived. I worked at two different locations because they were owned by the same person, the same owner. And so whenever he needed me, I, I had like one subway that I mainly worked at, mm-hmm. but sometimes I would have a different one that he would like me to go to. And I was very much overworked at this subway. That's a story for another <laughs> That's day. That's a story for another day. But let's say that each subway store was about a mile away from where I lived. So I would Walk. Do you walked a mile? I walked a mile. It didn't seem that far. I would say it was a mile. And you were really healthy then. I was I was healthy. I mean I was active. She was a walking girl. <laughs> so yeah, each each subway was about a mile away and I would walk to work because I was sixteen. I didn't have a car. And it was just what I was used to. I used to walk everywhere when I was young, just like everywhere. I didn't like wearing my subway uniform um, because, you know, I thought it was kind of embarrassing at the time. So I would always just like wear like a different top and just like regular pants or whatever I wore. Like I would change at work. I would get there like 10 minutes early and I would change. And this was like a walk that I did almost every day because the only days off that they gave me were Fridays. What? I had one day off at 16 years old, while still going to high school and everything. One day off and one day off only. Now I know that's not normal and that shouldn't have happened. Not they made child labor laws for this. They <laughs> did. They did. But anyways, so I had one day off. So I was making this walk like daily, and so it didn't really, it didn't really feel like I, I was used to it. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. I would always put on my headphones and I would make this like mile walk on this particular day. And here's like where the time comes into play because it was like three o'clock for you. It was like 3.30 for me because I would start. Yeah. Because I would start at 4 p.m. And then I would get off like at 10. So it was like a six hour shift. 10 p.m. 10 p.m. So it was like a six hour shift. It was. And it was a school night. It was a school night. That's I'm a story black. for another day because my high school journey was up and down. Yeah, it was it was really crazy. Um, but yeah, I worked from 4 to 10. So actually, I'm going to go back and say I don't know if this particular day was a school night because I did work Saturdays. Um, I had Fridays off and Sundays I would work at the other location. So it could have been a Saturday. But the chances are it was not because there's more days that I work during the week at this time. Anyways, it was like 3.30. And I was walking, put on my headphones because that's what you do when you're a teenager. You just wear headphones everywhere. You don't ever think that anything can happen to you and you're not afraid of anything. You're like invincible. So I started walking, making my way down to the subway. And this was by my house, like right, right where I live. Like I was five minutes away from my house. I saw this man walk up to me and I want to say that he was in his 30s. And he like walked up to me. He didn't look very homeless um, or anything. So I thought he just had a question for me, but I had headphones on. So I had no idea what he was telling me. And of course, you know how I am. I kind of like, I I love to be helpful. I like, I just like, I innocently like trust people or I used to. So I took off my headphones and I was like, oh, excuse me. Like, you know, did you need something? Um, not afraid at all. I had no survival instincts. Well, actually that's not true. And I'll tell you why. But so I took off my headphones and this man starts speaking to me very explicitly, like just saying a whole bunch of explicit things, like just, uh, I don't know, I feel like dirty even like thinking about them. So I'm not going to say them here and I'm not going to make you guys listen to what he actually told me, but he was like, just like speaking very sexually to me.
0: You kiss your mother with that mouth, sir?
1: I don't know. I This guy had issues. And so I got kind of freaked out and I just like started walking faster because I didn't know what to do. I don't have a car. Like, you know, so then I just like started walking faster and I was like, okay, whatever. This guy is just being kind of weird and I don't like it. He was, by the way, he was like right next to me. We we're like, like arm in arm, like walking right next to each other. Oh so I started walking faster and he, he actually, he never touched me but he said you can come with me or i can make you come with me and he said that he had a gun he's like i have a gun and if you try to run i'll shoot you and i freaked out but here's my survival instinct tell us my survival instinct said obviously this man plans on taking me like he already made it clear like no you you can come with me or i'm going to make you come with me so i was like there's no question. There's no room for him to say, no, you can go on your own. No, I, in that moment, if someone is telling you that, their full in t- t- intention is to take you. Like they have already made their intention very, very clear. So I freaked out and I started to run. Run, girl. I ran. And it was like on a main street, it was daylight. Like, I don't know why this happened. I just like, I feel like my fight or flight kicked in and I just started running. Luckily he did not chase me, but as I was running, he started yelling at me and he's like, you just like a whole bunch of things, like started like slandering my good character. (laughs) And as this, this was going on, like, I feel like I was getting like hints of coming back to reality because I had my fight or flight kicked in. Yeah. And I called the police and I have always been bad at directions. So, so bad at directions that this is my cue to be better at directions. And also I didn't drive. So I wasn't very aware of like streets. How would you know as a kid? It's hard. It's so hard. So I like called the police and she's like, where are you? And then I had no idea. So. 16 year old Ashley was like, There's a liquor store. It's <laughs> honestly not your fault. It's because, like, until you start driving, then you start knowing what street names are. I swear. Yeah, that's true. 100% true. So, yeah, like, I just started crying and I was telling the officer, and I hate, although I know it's part of their job to try to calm us down, but like, it's so hard when they're like, Can you tell us where you are? What's going on? And if you're freaking out on the other end, sometimes. You can't calmly tell them everything. And I feel like they lose patience with you, like as 911 operators and stuff. But anyways, um, got to my work because if I went the other way, I would have been going home and I was scared that he was going to follow me. So instead, I walked that way to work and started crying and I started telling everybody what was going on because I had called the police. So now the police are on the way. And um, by the way, they tried to get me to stay and work like after my traumatic experience they were like are you sure like you you need to go home you're not feeling well enough to work lizzie's like laughing because you it's know, so Dad, ridiculous it is this is
0: america you guys we don't care if you just nearly got shot killed or kidnapped you gotta do your eight hours
1: oh what well, speaking of that there's another story too that happened at my work which is crazy but anyways, yeah, they were trying to get me to work. And I hear, I was a minor who almost got kidnapped, who was overworked as it was. Um, so the police came and then they're like, the police are here. They can talk to you. So I don't know how long it took for them to get there, but I probably a long time because like, who knows if they even knew where I was with my directions. <laughs> oh my <God. laughs> um, They it's honestly... <laughs> One thing that I can remember about that is that I was so embarrassed to give them my statement and tell them what was being told to me because they're like, what exactly happened? And I had to tell the police exactly what this man had said. And I was so ashamed of telling them what was told to me. Even though I was a minor, I hadn't done anything wrong. And everything that was being told to me was from this like mid 30 year old man trying to kidnap me. And, but he made me feel like I did something wrong and he made me feel like I was dirty or gross or ashamed because of the way he talked to me and sexualized me as a minor. So I was so embarrassed to tell these male police officers exactly what this man told me because I felt like I was going to be judged. And I wanted to say that because I feel like I've heard this said so many times with like women who are attacked. They feel ashamed like they did something wrong and it's so real, and I don't know how to fix that, and obviously on the other end, you can be like, and in hindsight, I'm like, you did nothing wrong, you shouldn't feel that way, but it's a reality that they do feel this way, and I felt this way, and then he was, the police officers, I told them everything, and they're like, did you ever see the gun? I hadn't seen the gun, because I just... I I hadn't seen it. I don't know if I did see him holding something. Was it a gun? I can't say for sure. He told me he had a gun. I could only assume it's a gun, but I was like way too like in fight or flight to actually see if it was a gun. And then they were like, well, did he grab you? And since he never grabbed me, they took down my statement and they kind of looked for him because they're like, all we can do is really catch this guy for soliciting a minor. So they did try to look for him, but they never found him. And so there was nothing else they can do because um, I didn't see a gun and because he didn't actually grab me. So they couldn't really do anything. But it's like really scary to think, like, would I still be here if I went with him? Because a lot of people would be like, man, he says he has a gun. I don't want to get shot. Like, I'm just going to go with them. You know, like me, I was like, he says he has a gun and he said he's going to shoot me if I try to go. But I'd rather get shot on the street here than be dead somewhere else so I was like if he's gonna shoot me he can shoot me here and at least my body will be found and I'll have a fighting chance but if I go with him I have no idea what's gonna happen so I took my chances didn't end up getting shot so that's good that's a win in my book one of the other scary thoughts that I had after this was that he was never found and I'm probably one not the first person he ever did this to or if I was the first person he ever did this to and he didn't get caught he was probably gonna try to do it again and try to do something different and be like well what am I gonna do if they do this so I really wanted them to to find him because I don't think people like this should be on the streets right like you're clearly not all there in the head and I'm scared for other young girls or women that he could go and pray after so yeah, I did need therapy. Did I ever get therapy? No, I was um very afraid to walk to through like I was afraid that he was gonna find me. I was afraid that he knew where I lived. I was afraid of going to work and walking to work. I almost like I, I should have quit. I didn't quit, but I had people like driving me. And then to this day, I feel like because of that, I'm hyper vigilant, which my therapist told me. That is probably stems from that along with other things. But like, it's not good to be hypervigilant all the time because you're like always worried about Mm -hmm. when you're outside and stuff like that. So not good, but we do think it's important to share these stories. Absolutely.
0: It's, it's to raise awareness. And also thank you for also being so vulnerable of like how you really felt like during that process of, you know. Um, getting your statement taken by the police and also how the 911 operator was doing a kind of a poor job of both getting information from you and calming you down. I, I, I don't think um, getting impatient with you is helpful.
1: <laughs> no, I think we both stressed each other out. She was stressing me out and I was probably stressing her out. So. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh. I, I, hopefully in these days they do a better job of like, how do I provide a sense of security for you to get the information out um but anyway that's another time but like thank you for being so vulnerable on that gosh I I am thankful that you shared that because honestly for those who may have not even encountered it or may know somebody either way it's important to talk about this because sometimes when you're when it knock on wood if it does happen. I don't want it to happen to anyone, but if it does happen to you, like what are the signs that you can identify it so you prevent it from happening? And if you're in the middle of it or know somebody, like how do you be supportive to that person to help them process uh, such a traumatic situation that happens?
1: Exactly. And I wish that I had like, help during that time like I remember I was 16 so of course who I wanted to be with was my friends that was I guess where I felt safe like obviously like my home I felt safe and like with my mom I felt safe and everything like that but I think at the time the first people that I wanted to be with were my friends and luckily my friends were at my house like within 10 minutes after I was home Aww, that's so, amazing yeah and so like that really helped and like I remember my mom being like are you okay like you sure you want to go with them and I was like, yeah, of course I want to be with them. Like in hindsight, maybe I should have stayed home. In hindsight, maybe I should have sought therapy. But I mean, at the time, like I felt like that's what I needed. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Be there for your friends.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I think what you did is totally fine. And, you know, if what your mind and body told you is like, I, you felt like that's what you needed at night and what you wanted to do was be with your friends. I think that's the right choice. Like everyone processes um, you know, those kinds of stressors all differently. Some people want to just get it out of the way really quick and be like, I need to talk about this like now. Others may not want to talk about it and
1: that's totally okay either totally or isn't fine. right or wrong. And it depends on your life stage, right? Like had yeah. I been nineteen twenty like you were, maybe I would have Nineteen Twenty? 19 or 20 when that happened to you. Oh my God. I'm so ridiculous. I th- I was thinking the year nineteen twenty. I was like, how old do you think I am? Oh my God. <laughs> no, had it been 19 or 20 when it happened to me, I maybe would have tried to do something else, but I was 16. And so it just makes the most sense that like those like really early teen years or young teen years, you want to be with your friends. So you probably still want to be with your friends at 19 or 20 because you're still really young but I would have been a little bit more mature than I was at that age. No,
0: I think how you handled it is fine or and also really great for what you did. I I wanted to commend you, but I wanted you to like finish up your story and like not interrupt you. But you even calling the police is great because you had at least enough senses in you to, to think like, wow, this isn't right. I need to call for help. I didn't even call the police um, when that happened, but I am now thinking about it hearing your story. I wish I had called the police, so at least I brought awareness to the police saying like there is someone on the streets like trying to solicit like, you know, easy prey, like me as a female that, l- that looked like easy prey at the time. Like there's someone on the streets doing this and just be aware if you don't catch them today, tomorrow, whatever, just
1: know that there's someone on the streets like this. I wish I did that. I agree and I totally think that if anyone's in that situation, like you were to, I encourage them to call the police. So that way you have some kind of record of this going on. And then also like, just know that someone's on the other end there. So that way you don't feel alone. Yeah. Um. Unfortunately. And this is one thing that like disappointed me, even though like they were there to help me. I obviously I was disappointed with nothing else being able to be done in my story. But one thing that I also remember just like about being ashamed and stuff like that is like they, they looked at me and they're like, how old are you? And that's when I told them that I was like 16 and they were like, okay, like we can get them off of this soliciting a minor. And so that's like what they were able to do. But I remember thinking, had I been a few years older they wouldn't even be able to do that. So right. what, were they not would they not be able to do anything? And to me That's that true. didn't seem right because I'm like, okay, now you left me with a ton of trauma and you basically told me you were gonna kill me if I walked away. And so I just feel like something should be done about that. But I remember thinking, had I been a few years older, is there nothing you guys would do? And that was very frustrating. Not to discourage anyone, because I do wanna say that if you feel like your life is in danger because somebody is following you, you should definitely call the police because you never know what's going to happen on that other end and they do need to know. And at the very minimum, if you feel like your life is in danger and somebody's following you, the very minimum is they can come and at least say check off that that box like, "Oh no, you know what? You're good." And it's better to be seen as as like dramatic or whatever than to be Dead. Yeah. I would rather people that happened to me today. I would rather call the police and be seen as like, oh, you're you're being dramatic than having something happen to me that it could have been prevented just because I didn't want to be embarrassed or just because I didn't want to inconvenience anyone. Totally. So gosh.
0: You are not being dramatic. Gosh, no. No, absolutely not. You guys aren't. Totally. And shame on society for even making um you know, victims feel like they're being dramatic. We are just blaming. telling our, yeah, like we're just telling our truth. And, oh, it's better to be safe than sorry. As you said, I totally agree with you. I I understand, like, sometimes it feels so frustrating. They're like, well, we can't really do anything about it. Like, sure, I understand. Sometimes when they slip away, it happens. However, I do think just raising the awareness and giving um, the police or, like, law enforcement inf- law enforcement more information of just time day location of the occurrence it's actually more helpful than you think
1: description exactly description like if you're able to mentally even get that because sometimes you're so like um in your fight or flight that you can't picture what their face looked like you can't remember their outfit but if you can give them what lizzie said like a, t- a general time of date a general location maybe a description they can at least track this person down right and then talk to them and figure out what's going on
0: yeah and I wonder even um it allows for a record of patterns like gosh we're getting reports from f- five different people but they're all general in this general vicinity we should probably kind of hover there and like watch and wait to see like when they'll merge again
1: right like there's a repeated pattern we don't want this to escalate any further right I know wow. it's a little bit heavier topic it this week a heavier topic but wow
0: um Well, that's how we both almost got kidnapped based on true events, based on true events. Um, you know, it sounds like Ashley, you said there's more to the stories of uh, of Subway. It sounds like that's another stories for another day. But I can't wait to hear more about it if you're willing to share. But all right, everybody, we're going to shift gears here into our closing segment. Ashley, I think you've got some tips for us just based off of the theme of this week. What do you got for us?
1: I do. I wanted to close out this segment, and if Lizzie wants to add something, of course, you're more than welcome to add to my list, but I wanted to give some safety tips. Now, when I said that I ran because I'd rather my body be found here than to be taken to another location, I grew up watching Unsolved Mysteries. (gasps) It was beyond my years. Um, At the time I was very young and should I have been watching that? Probably not, but I was so immersed and like loved this show. So I knew that you shouldn't go to the second location. If this is happening to you and you're cornered, please, 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 please try your best not to go to the second location. Do not go to the second location. And I know that's reiterated time and time again from other people, but do your best not to go to another location. You're better off with where you're at, no matter what happens, than being taken somewhere completely isolated, completely away from your original location where no one will know where you're at. That is my tip number one. And then other than that, I just have um, safety app recommendations. What's that? Okay, so... My safety app recommendations. I used to have one at the time and I don't remember if it's even around anymore, but I found one that's similar and it's called watch over me. And I think this one basically like you hold it down or something as you're walking to your car. And if you let it go, you have like 10 seconds to put in your pin before it calls 911 for you. That's like something that I would utilize before. There is also Life 360, which basically shares your location with your family members and your friends if you want them to, and so they always know where you're at, and there's also other features on there to make you feel safe. This last one, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, Lizzie, I just heard of it last week. It's called Citizen. I just came across this from another podcast, actually. It's a little bit different, and unfortunately, me and you cannot use it where we live, Because our city does not, uh, this app runs on police radio Oh, and where we live, police radio is not used anymore. It's like blocked. It's private. It's whatever. Mm -hmm. It's called Citizen. And so what this app does is it takes police radio feed and finds out what's going on in where you live. So let's say you live in New York. It takes the communication from the officers and says there's a burglary going on down the street or a person just got assaulted two blocks away from you. And so you'll get real time updates. So you can be like, I'm not going to go down that street because it seems like a lot is going on in police activity and so and so. So you can avoid it. That's pretty cool. It's really cool. The nearest location to me that gets this, the updates is San Francisco. I get San Francisco updates about things that's going on doesn't really pertain to me because i don't live in the city so unfortunately it does not work for me but it can work for many of you and it's called citizen i love all your updates i always love to hear what you got to recommend so um you heard it here ashley's got
0: wonderful app updates and if um any of you actually use it or have used it let us know what you think of it all right so for my closing segment um it's gonna be pretty simple <laughs> compared to ashley so I, I feel like yours was pretty elaborate and great So, um, for those who would love to have a more sense of security when you're away from home or at home, um, there's also those security cameras, like the the doorbell ring. I think there's a Google version. There's so many iterations of these security cameras. Like I I find a sense of security when I'm away from home and I could just see like if anyone's like snooping around and, you know, in these days there's like those package sleeves. It's kind of like nice to see if anyone's trying to like take your stuff. Yeah, so that's my closing segment. Just a little uh, PSA to like anyone that would like to have a security camera. Um, highly recommend it. It's just a couple hundred dollars um, if you have the money to spare. But I really like it. It sounds
1: so funny. It's just a
0: couple it hundred sounds, dollars. It sounds so snooty. I apologize. But I will say if you have the means to do it and if you like the idea and um, you know you find value in that, absolutely. And if you don't want to, then that's okay too. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I also want to recommend something because that is wonderful. Um, Ring connects you with your neighbors too. Oh, right. To let you know what's going on around your neighborhood. But on that note, there's also the Nextdoor app that we've talked about on this podcast (gasps) before. yeah. I love the Nextdoor app. It's like the neighborhood app and it'll let you know if anything is going on down the street. And it's basically connecting you to your neighbors and like letting everybody know what's going on. So that's a good option too. Yeah. I really like it. It, um, it feels
0: like a tight knit community because, um, there's a lot of posts of like, Hey, my dog is lost or, Hey, I found this dog. Is anyone looking for them? So I, I really like it.
1: Thank you everyone for tuning into this week's episode. We hope you were able to learn something from our stories today that we shared. Join us next week for a lighthearted topic for the month of love. We'll see you then. Bye, everyone.